Good morning, everybody, and a warm welcome to a Thomas Ridley Church service this morning. Um, it's great to see you all, and I pray that you've had a good week in exceptionally difficult times. Uh, just before we go any further, one of the things we always used to do as elders is to pray with the minister, and that was before the service started. So before our service starts, can I just ask you to pray with Stuart, with me, please. Let's pray. Father, we just want to ask you to bless you at this morning. Let his message be for us. Let the words that he has be direct from you to our hearts. Let us know, Lord, that he speaks it with your authority and with your power and with your love. And Father, we just bless this service and everybody who is here, that we may listen and hear and do your will. In Jesus' name. Amen. So just before we start our service, I'll do what we normally do at this point in time. I'll just explain a few of the ground rules. Um, the service should flow. Everybody who's involved should have an order of service and they will unmute as the service progresses. Um, all I would ask of everybody is to stay on mute until right at the very end. And then I'll ask you to unmute for the chaos that is the grace, which is always chaos, but is well worth it. So. With no more ado, oh, two other things. First thing is, at the end of the service, if you want to chat to people like we've been doing at the beginning, then please stay online because people do stay online for a while and it gives everybody an opportunity to mix and to talk. And if you actually want prayer with people, then there will be two separate breakout rooms. And the prayer rooms this week will be manned by Steve and Fiona. If during the service you feel that you've got something that you want to pray about or you feel that you want to mention somebody in prayer, then can I ask you to press the chat button and send a message to Vanda because Vanda's on our prayers this morning and hopefully Vanda will pick that message up and, if possible, include that prayer in our prayers. So if you do that, that makes sure that everything is covered. And that chat, if you just mark it for Vanda's attention, then it only goes to Vanda and there'll only be Vanda seeing it, so nobody else will, will, will be able to read it. Right, with that in mind, I hand over to Stuart. Thanks, Colin, and good morning, everybody. Um, I would say it's great to be here, but uh, we're always here, so I suppose it is still great to be here. Um, but it's good to see all, all your faces, and uh, even though we can't be together, it's good to be able to worship God this morning uh, on Zoom. So we're thinking uh, this morning of Jesus being our influencer now I'm going to start from uh, with our call to worship from Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. So we've got to fix our eyes on Jesus. And that's what we do as we come to worship now, as we look to him uh, for our help, our guide. And we look to him to receive love and help in our worship. So let's come to God in prayer. Let's pray. Thank you, Jesus, that you are the one that we can come to and that you are our pioneer, the perfecter of our faith, the one that brings it to completion. 
we thank you, Lord, that you are with us this morning. And at this time, as we come to worship you, we ask for a filling, a fresh filling of your Holy Spirit. Bring life to our hearts again this morning. We've all had, Lord, you know what week we've all had. Uh, So we just want a refreshment this morning as we meet with you and with each other. Come, Holy Spirit, fill us afresh. Bring us uh, just that breeze of your love into our lives today. And Lord, we hear from that passage that uh, that you are the one that breaks the bonds of sin. So we come thanking you that you are here to free us from those things that hold us back. From the sins, sinful thoughts, actions and inaction of our lives. We ask for your forgiveness and we know, Lord, that you give it as we truly turn to you. Thank you, Lord, that we are free, free to follow you, free to worship, free to be filled with your spirit and guided by your word. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And in your name we pray. Amen. And Mike's going to lead us in the Lord's Prayer. Let's pray together. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Thank you, Mike. We are thinking about how Jesus showed his his power and his authority by his actions. So we're going to sing a song to start us off, to bring ourselves before God in worship. We're going to sing, Water, He Turned Into Wine. Like you, none like. 
into the darkness you shine Out of the ashes we rise There's no one like you None like you Our God is greater Our God is stronger God you are higher than any other Our God is healer Awesome and power Our God Our God Our God is greater Seems like to follow that song with this. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's that time of the day where uh, if anybody's got a birthday coming in the next week or have had one in the last week and wasn't here last week to have it sung to them, then tell me now and we'll sing happy birthday to you. You have to, you have to wave very, 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 like kind of, otherwise I'll not see you. Oh, looks like I've got a quiet week. Andy, did we sing to you last week? Well, I, I was doing it, so I didn't sing to myself, but it's fine. Well, why did you not sing to yourself? I'm not that vain. Well, did I'm we fine. include you in your song? I included myself mentally, yes, in my own head. But we didn't sing to you. Oh, hang on. We've got a message from Lee saying it's Helen's birthday. Is it? Helen, is it your birthday? 
It was last week, Colin, so I'm okay, thanks. <laughs> Did we sing to you last week, Helen? I managed to wiggle out of it like Andy last week, so... Right, the I'm bad news for both of you is, is that we are your family. And as a family, you don't get to wiggle out of it. All right, so big apologies there. No chance. So we are going to sing happy birthday to Helen and to Andy. All right, I'll sing it, but please sing along because we are a family. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Helen and Andy. Happy birthday to you. Thanks, everybody. Great stuff. All right, uh, we're going to have our Bible readings now, and uh, Angela's going to bring the first one, and then uh, Steve will bring our second one. Psalm 111, verses 1 to 10. Praise the Lord. I will extol the Lord with all my heart in the council of the upright and in the assembly. Great are the works of the Lord. They are pondered by all who delight in them. Glorious and majestic are his deeds and his righteousness endures forever. He has caused his wonders to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and compassionate. He provides food for those who fear him. He remembers his covenant forever. He has shown his people the power of his works, giving them the lands of other nations. The works of his hands are faithful and just. All his precepts are trustworthy. They are established forever and ever and acted in faithfulness and uprightness. He provided redemption for his people. He ordained his covenant forever. Holy and awesome is his name. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All who follow his precepts have good understanding. To him belongs eternal praise. The second reading is from Mark chapter 1, verses 1, uh, sorry, verses 28, 21 to 28. Jesus drives out an impure spirit. They went to Capernaum, and when the Sabbath came, Jesus went into the synagogue and began to teach. The people were amazed at his teaching, because he taught them as one who had authority, not as the, not as the teachers of the law. Just then, a man in the synagogue, who was possessed by an impure spirit, cried out, What do you want with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Be quiet, said Jesus sternly. Come out of him. The impure spirit shook the man violently and came out of him with a shriek. The people were all so amazed that they asked each other, what is this? A new teaching and with authority. He even gives orders to impure spirits and they obey him. News about him spread quickly over the whole region of Galilee. Amen. Thank you both for those readings. Let's pray. 
Lord, we again thank you for your word and Holy Spirit, we ask that you open it to us today that as it, re- as it reaches our hearts, Lord, it inspires us to become more like you, to act more like you and to see others as you do. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen. I'm going to talk a bit about influencers. Um, it's a newish word or a newish term. Uh, I've only heard it fairly recently um, when I've asked my teenage children, who's that person on that celebrity game show? Uh, oh, they're an influencer. Uh, yeah. And what do they do? Well, they they influence people. They're influencers, not influencers, not a virus. But I guess some of them have gone viral. Sorry for that. That's a terrible, terrible joke. The influencers, the people who have made their names by being able to talk to to social media normally. They they offer advice. They talk about what's apparently on point. Um, and they try to help. And quite often it's about uh, fashion or uh, what, what the latest uh, thing is. Uh, in the world. Now, I think some of those people genuinely want the the people that are listening to them to be better people. They genuinely want to help people improve their lives. Others, well, maybe it's just that they want a bit of their five minutes of fame. And the thing about influencers, if you're going to go viral, if you're going to make a difference, then you have to have followers. And I guess as Christians, we might call them disciples. They're people who see and hear what the influencer is saying, and then they do it themselves. They want to be something like the influencer. They want to follow the fashion that they're trying to uh, help them with, or try the makeup tips, or or whatever it is, or or the running tips uh, that the person's giving them, so that they could become more like them. And I guess in our lives, we've had influences too. People that have shown us a different way of living, people that have helped us, people that have uh, encouraged us, and also people that have challenged us at times. And I guess we're thinking here of parents and carers, uh, teachers may have influenced us, and friends. These are all people that have shaped who we are. And I have a few influences in my life, obviously, my parents and my family and friends. They've all influenced me. And just a few people that I that I thought about. There was a, a person called Auntie Margaret. Now, she wasn't really an auntie. Um, I haven't got any real aunts or uncles. Um, my Both my parents are only children. But we called her Auntie Margaret and she lived uh, upstairs uh, in the flat above us uh, when I was a child. And uh, and what she did was get got me interested in the weather. She was, I think she was the person that bought me the Ladybird Book of Weather. Uh, and then when I was a bit older, she bought me a wall chart with uh, all the clouds on it. Uh, and then uh, when I was a little bit older than that, when I was a teenager, she actually took me to the Met Office on a trip because she knew I was fascinated by the weather. So she influenced my life in that way that I got interested in, in the weather, which eventually became my job. Uh, before I became a minister. The second person that influenced my life was, uh, well, I knew him as Skip, but he was my scout leader. 
Um, and he was an ordinary guy. He lived on a, a pretty rough council estate, to be honest, uh, where our scout hut was. Um, and he was a, a carpenter and joiner. But he was so creative with the, the things that he used to get us to do. Uh, he came up with all sorts of odd things like making catapults for um, cow dung. And uh, we used to go canoeing behind a speedboat and all the sort of things that you'd never get away with today with health and safety. But it was great. But he taught me how to survive outside to a degree. Um, I'm not Bear grills by any stretch of the imagination. But he got me interested in, in camping. He got me interested in, in burning stuff um, and just uh, had that influence on my life, a positive influence. And he also helped me to see that uh, whatever, whoever we are, whatever background we come from, we have something to offer. And then in my Christian life is a lady called Barbara. Um, she'd been around since I was very little with my mum and dad. She was a friend of my mum and dad's. Um, but she had a constant faith, which uh, eventually she helped me, uh, was one of the people that helped me to commit my life to Jesus. Now, you can see where this influencer thing is going. It's pretty obvious, really, that Jesus is the biggest influencer. He has followers. He has power. Uh, he leads by example. And now you could even say that he has social media because uh, he has an outlet on all sorts of uh, platforms of social media. And in the reading that we had last week, and it was the previous part of the, the passage today, uh, if you look back, it says Jesus continually uh, said, follow me to his disciples. Now, when he called out, follow me, it wasn't just to walk behind and watch in a sort of very passive way. He was also saying, follow me. Watch what I do, listen to what I do, and then do it. So what was it he did do, we might ask ourselves. In our passage from Mark, Jesus is in Capernaum, and that's the centre of his public ministry. In, in the time that he was around, sort of about three years, we think, um, that was where he based his ministry. It was also the hometown of uh, many of his disciples, Peter and Andrew, James and John, and Matthew. It was a place where people, uh, where a lot of his disciples lived. And he goes to the local synagogue. Not unusual for a rabbi to go to a synagogue. And he speaks with an authority that the people just had never heard before. He astonishes them, it says. It, they were, their minds were blown by the teaching that he brought. The content that he was bringing to them was new. It was not the old stuff that they probably heard about how best to keep all the little bits of the law that keep you safe and not to not step out of line. He announced something different. The coming of a new kingdom. The kingdom of God was at hand. The defeat of Satan, of evil, the overcoming of powers and authorities. He taught that he had that power. He had influence and they were amazed by it. Maybe that answers a, asks a question for us. What influence do we have? And that's a difficult one. We have influence over all sorts of people. We may not know it, but actually we do. If we're parents or grandparents or carers in some way, we have influence over those we have care for. If we're managers or even work colleagues, we have an influence over our work, work colleagues. If we're in schools or, or university, we have 
influence over those around us. We all have a sphere of influence. Now, Jesus taught with authority. His authority came from being the son of God. And we could say, well, we're not the son of God. We don't have that authority that Jesus has. However, we are adopted sons and daughters of God. We have an adoption into his kingdom and into his power and authority. So we can teach with authority because we can be empowered by the Holy Spirit and led by God's word in the Bible. We may not be the son of God, but we do have the ability and the power within us to have the authority of God. The passage helps us to grasp how incredibly powerful Jesus really is. He didn't just teach. He also showed his power. And I guess that's something that we we probably think of is that the best teachers in our lives, those who have had the biggest influence and not just those that have told us how to do something, but those who have lived it out, how we've seen how it works in reality, in practical life. So Jesus wants us to do that. He cast out a demon. And in doing that, he showed that he could overcome the most extreme manifestations of evil. Things that most people would be absolutely petrified of and probably we probably still would be, to be honest, if we came across this sort of manifestation. But Jesus said, no, this isn't anything that I can't deal with. His influence was even over the powers of sin and evil and death. And today, evil threatens to overwhelm people in so many ways. Some people face addiction, poverty, injustice, greed, and even some today, demonic uh, oppression. And people need releasing from this, just as they did in Jesus' time. The great message of this is that Jesus authoritative teaching and power releases us he offers us that freedom for ourselves but he also offers us the power uh, to others that we can offer to others that Jesus power and authority can overcome everything that holds us but we might then ask but how How do we become influencers like Jesus? How do we walk in that power that we have? Well, firstly, and I guess most obviously, we need to pray. Just as Jesus did before any ministry, he would go off to uh, the. uh, Oh, I've just lost my screen. Don't know why that's happened. There we go. Back again. Um, We need to pray. Jesus prayed before his ministry. He would go off to a quiet place, either a mountainside or he'd go uh, into the field. He'd go away from people for a while. He would pray. He did that to be with his heavenly father, to seek out what his heavenly father wanted. And we need to do the same so that we're not doing things, trying to do things in our own strength. But we're doing them with God with us. We're not alone. We face all the challenges and we receive our authority and power from God. And we, and we, as we pray, we need to pay, pray for words, for pictures, for, for, for discernment, for things. Ask for the refilling of the Holy Spirit. 
We ask you to pray for that power, pray for that protection, pray for that authority so that when we go into the world that we live in, we have that with us. And we could also ask ourselves, how is Jesus influencing us at the moment? What level of influence does Jesus have over our decisions, our lives, what we do every day, how we meet people, how we treat people? What level of influence does Jesus have on us? And then we need to be practical. Jesus spoke with authority, but he also practiced that authority. We need to stand against evil and be part of the power that overcomes it. For example, I guess we could get involved in a homeless shelter, speak out against injustice, um, be that influencer, pray for people. My screen again. Keep losing the screen. I don't know why that's happening. Get involved in, in things that speak out against injustice and pray for people and pray for our streets. We may think we have not much to offer, but get out there. I mean, we've got our daily walk. We can walk along a street and pray for each house and the people in it that they may see God's love, blessing and release from the things that may be holding them. I guess as a pioneer in my role here, I'm called to be an influencer in that way for Jesus, an influencer for Jesus in the community. And just as the missionaries were sent out from their home churches uh, to nations, to other places, to spread the good news of Jesus Christ, that's the same role for me here. But not just for me, that's for all of us. We're all called to be influencers for Jesus in our homes, our neighbourhoods, our workplaces, our schools, our universities, wherever we find ourselves. We're called to be influencers for Jesus. And with Jesus, we can all be influencers and we may even astonish people. But most of all, we will be showing them the power, authority and influence Jesus has to bring love, freedom and hope. And they will see that by the way we live our lives. With care, with thanksgiving and with the love that Jesus has. Verse 28 of our passage in Mark says, and at once his fame or influence spread everywhere throughout all the surrounding region of Galilee. Jesus became more than just a local synagogue influencer. His influence spread from there to all the region of Galilee. And if you think about it now, 2000 years later, his influence is throughout the world, influencing millions of people. But we still have that role to continue to make that influence felt in our local communities and those around us. And the great passage from Psalm 111, I know I haven't touched on that very much this morning, but just verse three says, full of splendor and majesty is his work and his righteousness endures forever. He has caused his wondrous works to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and merciful. That same power and authority, that grace and mercy is ours to share with others. This is the influence and authority Jesus has. 
we share in that today to overcome evil in all its forms in his name and bring freedom and life to those around us. Let Jesus influence us this week and let's influence others for the name and sake of Jesus. Amen. Let's take a moment to pray. Jesus, we ask that you influence our lives this week. May the decisions that we make, may the things that we say and do reflect you. Help us to listen to your voice, either through your word or through some other way that we might hear how you want us to live and to share your authority and power with others. Guide us, Lord, that we may be beacons of your love and light in our community. And that in your name, the world will be influenced and changed and brought to know their heavenly father. In Jesus, we ask. Amen. We've been thinking about Jesus being the influence, the one that changes our lives and moves us on in power and authority. And then we hope and pray that we'll be able to influence others. So we're going to sing a song now, which is Build My Life. song we could ever sing Worthy of all the praise we could ever bring Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe We live for you Jesus, the name above every other name Jesus, the only one who could ever say, worthy of every breath we could ever breathe, we live for you. Above every other name 
hearts to prayer and Vanda's going to lead us in our prayers. Lord, your people are struggling. We pray for those protesting for freedom in Russia, for peace in the Central African Republic, especially in the capital city of Bangui. For all those who live in fear in Hong Kong and for the striking farmers that we hear about in India and the LGBT community, Lord, in Turkey. All this, Lord, and so much more. All over the world, coupled with the deathly pandemic, of COVID-19. Lord, our prayers from our community. And Lord, we are concerned and we bring those concerns to you. We're concerned about the national rollout of the vaccine. We're concerned about the staff working in our hospitals and in our nursing homes. And we're 
concerned about the lockdown restrictions and compliance. Lord, we pray for patients on our wards struggling to breathe. We pray for the grieving families and loved ones of people who have died in the UK and beyond. We pray for parents struggling with homeschooling, often having to hold down their own job and normal, usual family life. We pray for teachers having to produce work to be done at home and in the school. We pray for government and council leaders trying to do the best for their ta- for towns and cities. We pray for those struggling financially. We pray for our police force and all our key workers as they help to keep us all going. We pray for the mental health of the whole of our nation and bring to you, Lord, those confined to their homes, those who are lonely and those who are living in fear. Lord, thank you for hearing our prayers and we thank you for the many times you have answered them. To you be the glory. Amen. Thank you, Vanda. I'm going to sing our final song, which is uh, reminds us that Jesus comes with power and authority. He is the Lion of Judah, but also he comes with peace and love and goodness. He is the Lamb. So we sing together, the Lion and the Lamb. God 
brings us to the end of our service um thanks very much Stuart, and to everybody else who's taken part in our service this morning uh, i'll just reiterate what i said at the beginning prayer rooms will be there for anybody who needs them um if you've been touched by the message this morning and you need prayer then please go into the prayer room or talk to somebody about it um if you just want to stay and have a chat then that's fine there'll be people to chat to and it's great to catch up so it's been a, a really blessed service this morning i feel that everybody should be encouraged by it because we all have a role in life we're all in in our own small way but through his grace and power he turns it into something completely different okay so can i ask you all to unmute it looks like you almost all have in which case shall we say together the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all. Amen. Amen. Amen.